Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome Soho Radio, you're listening to St. Remain. Um, as ever, monthly show, I've had way too much coffee to start this show particularly effectively. So I'm going to introduce all of my guests, I'm going to let all of my guests introduce themselves and I'm going to do it the way I told you right before we started. So we'll go left to right, 30 seconds, go. What's up, my name's Manon, uh, I've never introduced myself in 30 seconds, I'm wasting a lot of seconds right now by saying all this stuff, <laughs> but actually uh, I'm a music producer, songwriter um, from London originally, now in Cambridge and I also make a uh, cool tech products like musical instruments for colleagues of mine like gnarly to make music gnarly segway <laughs> and lovely segway i've also had a lot of coffee so um yeah i'm gnarly i am a painter and a musician and a songwriter i'm a little bit of everything i feel crazy right now my heart's going very fast <laughs> um yeah i've i just don't even know what to say <laughs> failed no <laughs> <laughs> you go I'm Kat Kishore, I'm an artist and director, um, I work with lots of different mediums, um, so I guess the best way is to just check out my website or my socials, isn't it? We all just dive straight out, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> you were going for the long ads. game and they just failed instantly when I was really short. Oh no, no, Manon's was pretty good. Yeah, yeah Manon's was good. Thank you. Yours was awful. Yeah, mine was terrible. I was like, I've also sweaty palms now. <laughs> Um, so what we're going to do is go into a bunch of music first of all before we properly start talking. The first one is from you, Natalie. Why did you choose Destiny? Oh, do you know what? This is one of my favourite tracks in the world. Um, it just gives me so much calm. As, as soon as I put it on, it brings me so much calm. And weirdly, the woman who wrote it, um, called Sophie, she's a fan of my art, which is crazy. She reached out to me and she actually bought a piece of my art and it's in her house in her house <laughs> it's in her house um yeah and this has been one of my favorite tracks since i was a kid so it was a really really cool experience did everyone know this was sia originally because i didn't i it took me like I, it took me a little while i actually only realized that a few years ago yeah i think it was what was the one when i was gonna say what was the song where she's hanging from the chandelier but that would be called <laughs> chandelier wouldn't it that yeah. song that was when i realized it was her and everyone was talking about it and then i heard an interview of her with louis theroux or something and she yeah. talked about it and i was like oh big moment I, I mean it wasn't a big moment it was a very <laughs> mediocre moment I mean, um, what an intro that was so now we're going to have Destiny with uh, or by 07 
So first we had Destiny by Zero Seven. Uh, then we had Keep Moving by Jungle, which, as I said off air, is my 11-month-old daughter's favourite song. So this is her shout-out, which my, only my wife will appreciate and no one else give a shit about. But there we go. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we had the first choice, which is from None. Let's, tell, let's talk about that track. Yeah, man. Um, that was uh, Shay Lingo featuring Tamarabi, uh, Eyes on the Prize. Uh, it just came out today, actually. So Woo-hoo! I think you're one of the first people to play it. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a song that um, I co-wrote and produced, uh, obviously, with Shay and Tam, uh, a guy called Kenny D, who's a crazy producer, um, and some mutual friends of ours, Flo, the producer, also mm-hmm. uh, laid the, laid the uh, bass guitar on that, and um, Champion DI. So group effort, team effort, but it's, um, it's one that's just been picked up, and thankfully all the, all the um, streaming platforms have, are playlisting it, it looks like. It's doing all right. Got a little radio it's play now. When it goes really well, I'll take it as the one who broke it. It's because of my Soho show that it got Thank big. you so much. <laughs> no, yeah, so I'm we're excited to have that one out anyway. And um, it's it's the first song that Shay's dropped after the uh, the album The Worst Generation. Um, so yeah, man, run it up, check it out if you guys if you guys want to go see what Shay's all about. Uh, he's all over Spotify and the socials. He's also got another track in the show later on as well. He has. Oh yeah, that okay. was my choice. That's oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this is turning into the show show yeah, <laughs> real quick. Uh, I'll take the payment later. <laughs> um, so what I want to talk about first of all was all of your early influences before we start like building onto the conversation about what this whole show is about. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. So let's go the other way this time. So we'll start with you. Yeah, Kat, sure. Talk about who <laughs> was dreaming, looking into the sky, <laughs> thinking about your early influences and the great answer. Talk about your early influences. My early influences, definitely Michael Jackson, big one, big one. Um, I mean, as a director, I just love, I love what he does with his visuals. Like, they're not music videos, they're actual films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely stunning. And I love the attention to detail. Um, like, you know, uh, private life aside, what people might think, you know, as an artist through and through, absolutely sensational there is no doubt about it um the perfectionism the expertise the just i just uh, he's just incredible he Mm -hmm. just is he just is yeah, man. What was the film he did? Because that terrified the life out Moonwalker. of me. Moonwalker. Yeah, well, it turned into a car. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that crazy. That's imprinted on my brain. Like, I have no idea what was going on in that, but it's like Fantasia. You know that you should have been watching it a lot later in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty trippy. It was pretty trippy. There was a video game out as well. I actually had, like, the VHS, and then that came with, like, the Sega, Sega Master System video game. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know how, like, actually, no, you know what? I can't even say that. But basically, <laughs> you know, you know how you collect rings in Sonic, yeah, and coins in, <laughs> and coins in Mario. I don't know where this is going, but I want to make a joke. <laughs> it is exactly where you think it was going. Oh, that, that's great. literally in the game. You were saving, you were saving the kids. That's what I'm saying. You're saving the kids, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> which, which is not like like Kat said. All of that aside, like what an artist, man. Like crazy, honestly. Same. I was going to say the same person as my number one influence. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think this is the same with all of them. I'll come into your influences in a minute, even though your intro is terrible. <laughs> um, it really was. But, but I think it's the same. Obviously, Michael Jackson is a very extreme version of this, but all artists, when you dig into their personal lives, the majority, you know, obviously, not talking about you. Again. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Um, but there, Where is there's this always going? like there's always like these things that that detract from the music, and I suppose it's like like age old thing of being able to split music apart from the people, isn't it? Mm. Because like Michael Jackson's music is undeniably some of the greatest music that's ever existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like really diverse and really, really influenced so many artists in the future, mm. ignoring the fact that everything else was going on. Mm. 
Well, allegedly. 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 Let's go yeah. with allegedly. Thank you, Kat. Mm-hmm. Not guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, then we're going to... uh, so, Nali, what were your early influences? Um, I've been obsessed with NERD since... As soon as I heard them, I was mm-hmm. obsessed. Uh, I still rinse their albums all the time. Fly or Die is my absolute favourite album. Alongside Michael Jackson, Dangerous mm-hmm. as well. Those are, those are my favourites. But I, I think I was influenced just by a bunch of random music that my parents would play. Like my, my household was like Boney M, Seal, but also <laughs> Little Richard and Elvis Presley. Um, like just such a vast, eclectic load of music. Like um, So I suppose my influences are... <laughs> all over the place um, but yeah Amy Winehouse was a big one for me as well but that wasn't mm. until later honestly I didn't really understand how much I loved her music until she'd passed mm-hmm. which is bizarre because loads of people have been there since the beginning but I don't think I understood until I got a bit older like her as a person yeah. so yeah she, she greatly influenced me as well I think that's why there's also like a huge popularity around podcasts around artists. Like I listen yeah. to like Rick Rubin's podcast all yeah. the time. And part of that is that I love knowing the story about an artist or a producer. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes me care about them more. Like yeah. I, there's a lot of artists that I've, I mean, obviously working in the industry as well, you hear about artists, but you never get, never listen to them, never get involved. Mm. And then you hear them talk and you're like, actually, I want to go and listen to all your music. And then all of a sudden it hits a lot harder and you actually yeah. care about it. I think as well, when I was younger, I used to just listen to the beat. If I liked the beat, then I was dancing to it and I didn't really care about anything else. And then when I got older, I was like, what do the lyrics actually say? And that's when I started to understand music a bit more because mm-hmm. lyrics, I just didn't really care about them when I was younger. But yeah, once you sort of dig into the lyrics of, of the artist, then you just, be, you know, you understand them more as a person. And that's when you can start to really relate to the music instead of just being like, oh, this is a vibe. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask you this. Did you stop listening to anyone after, after you heard the lyrics properly? <laughs> Do you know what? There have been a few people. Oh, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head, but I have had that emotion for sure. I did, I did used to go at my sister when she because she was into like the crunk. You remember the crunk wave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she'd listen to um, like all that you know ATL stuff, and there was like that little John song, and she'd love. She was like in the club, she'd just go nuts. And I was like, do you, you do know he says from the windows to the walls <laughs> to so the, the sweat, sweat drops off my, my balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped oh, listening to that. <laughs> my mum used to love Golden Brown by the Stranglers until we realised it was about heroin, and <laughs> I also didn't know that. yeah. There you go. And uh, also, there's a Ricky Martin song, right, which I think is called She Bangs. Yeah. And my mum didn't realise what he was saying. And then she's like, I don't think I like it anymore now that I know what he's saying. I was like, well, it's a Ricky Martin song anyway, so I don't think you really lose a huge amount. Um, and yeah, Manon, what are your influences? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm rocking the Wu-Tang hoodie today. So obviously Wu-Tang Clan. I grew up on, uh, I grew up on a lot of hip-hop in the 90s. I had a babysitter who basically would just come around and listen to Tupac and Biggie and and Farrah Monch and Common and, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up listening to a lot, a lot of that stuff. But when I started making music, I would say the things that kind of really inspired me to make music, apart from, you know, the Michael Jacksons and Prince's, was when I started to, like, really listen to um, the kind of beats and the way that people used to use samples. Mm-hmm. So people like Timberland, um, uh, early on, the kind of bad boy camp of producers including um uh puff daddy p diddy 
Diddy, I don't know which name he's going by at the moment, <laughs> uh, Dre, all of those hip hop guys. Um, and then later on, I think um, I think uh, I got I started to appreciate the originals. So then that's when I really got into kind of jazz and stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know, used to go back listening to the souls samples, uh, the original songs that they were actually sampling. So yeah, man, kind of a, a mixed bag like Nali. Uh, my parents were also just playing loads of Indian music around the house, and mm. so I picked up a lot of that stuff too. So I think pretty pretty eclectic. But I would say the core of it is is definitely that you know that. Um, that 90s hip hop wave do you remember did you see that thing recently on Twitter where Timbaland got dragged because re- people realised he used samples yeah and it's just <laughs> like wait what you did like the whole thing <laughs> it's like yeah they're all samples and they're all legitimately cleared yeah. and they're all like it's just basically what everybody else is doing but yeah it was it, the thing is it's it, that was the art of it for me though in fact there's a um, documentary called The Art of Hip Hop I think by um, the rapper Ice-T mm-hmm. and I for a brief segment in it, they touch upon, you know, sampling and the way that people like Ninth Wonder and Just Blaze, if you don't know these guys, they're amazing producers, you check them out. Uh, it Just how you can make a sample sound like an instrument in a in a song. And I think Timberland was one of the best at that, obviously. Um, so, yeah. There's a period, I think it's, what, like 2006, maybe 2010, where literally Timberland was basically involved with everything. Just owning. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah literally yeah. just ran the music industry. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's only, again, now that I'm more involved in the industry, that I can look back at his music and realise how incredibly well produced it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, how clean everything is. And yet, you know, you can listen to, like, talking like, like Atlanta music and stuff. You can listen to, like, Outkast, where it's really well produced, but also really dirty. Whereas yeah. his, at the same time, is, like, incredibly cleanly put together. Yeah, really polished sound. Yeah. And I think that was the unique thing when I was growing up listening to... You know, it was kind of that East Coast, West Coast thing. And then there was like this pocket of people in um, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember uh, hearing uh, that Timberland, Missy Elliott, Pharrell and Chad Hugo from the Neptunes all went to the same high school. Oh, really? Which, oh, like, wow. Which is insane. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when, you, when, you say, when you say the Neptunes and I'm, yeah. I'm saying Timberland, like they were around at a time where there was so, the, the sounds were so distinctive on the mm. West Coast and the East Coast. And then these guys were just doing something that sounded so musically different and really polished in the drums and all that stuff. So I think that's what appealed to me. It was, it was kind of somehow more pop before we knew it was pop. You know? Yeah. So. Um, a completely useless segue. Cat, talk about the next track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what is the next track? <laughs> it's Leanne Le Havis, who has been on this show. Oh, like, yeah. perf- I think we played Leanne Le Havis maybe four times on the show. She, yeah. Everyone seems to be a big fan. Oh, I love her. Love her to pieces. Crazy voice. Yeah, yeah. Her, her voice, um, aside from Nali, is genuinely is like one of my favourite voices in the world. I love the vulnerability, the sincerity and the way that she delivers her her words just and everything about her. I'm just, I'm, I'm fangirling, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end, fangirling. So now we've got All Cinema by Leanne Le Havis. Sometimes when you talk... And I'm your Betsy Blue And we're singing it close Like The girls in Belleville Rendezvous I wish That we Could somehow freeze the frame But this is Uh, and that was one from Nali. 
yes. introduce that track. Oh, God. Um, I'm already obsessed with Lucky Day's music. I absolutely love it. So when I stumbled across this song, and it's got Alex Isley. from She's the daughter of Ernie Isley from the Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was already just going to be amazing. And then Mercedes goes in the track as well. Ta-da! Like, massive tune. Everybody knows that song. So having those three people together on track, I was like, blew my mind. Absolutely love that song. Is it a track that you purposely went out and listened to or did you come across it and then... Um, so I was all, you know, on Spotify when you can go through the radio, I was already listening to Lucky Day and I just stumbled across it. Like I was just listening at home and I, my ears pricked up. I was like, who is this? But yeah, so that's like, I, I, I love Spotify radio. I find loads of new music that I would never find before without that. That, that algo is working for you, isn't it? That yeah, algo. literally. <laughs> like, DSPs really, exist. really good. You can use Apple or Deezer or anything. Yes, others use. exist. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, but others exist, but that's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> The, um, uh, you said we could let you allow uh, political statements, so there's one for you. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, true story, how I came across Lucky Day, if anyone cares to know, um, <laughs> is uh, me and my wife watched this program uh, called The Bold Type on Netflix. It's like my, yeah, it's the thing that, it's, trust me, massive guilty pleasure. Anyway, really? it's about, yeah, some, it's about some New York fashion people. Anyway, um, <laughs> won't dwell on that part. Then, um, th- But I found out that the lead actress of that show was an American Idol contestant like when she was 16 so I watched the video and then I went down this YouTube rabbit hole of American Idol contestants and then I was watching this one guy and then his thing finished and then I I saw a recommendation for Lucky Day and I realised it was the same bloke Oh wow! he was actually an American Idol contestant I did Mm. not know that part crazy you should go check it out he sounded crazy back then anyway he's just so talented he's brilliant I think there's quite a lot of that now though where there's artists that were on these shows and it's always the ones who never did very well on the show and then they kind of come back. Definitely. Because mm. it's like, um, is it Tamira? Because she was on uh, whatever the British one's called. X oh, Factor, right, 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 right. Uh, but years ago and now she's come back and she's just like phenomenally talented. There, there's of. a clip of Lauren Hill getting booed off stage on an American talent show. Wow. Before she was Lauren Hill of the And then got booed off stage because <laughs> she didn't actually go on the stage <laughs> <Wow>. or turn <laughs> up or anything. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, there's loads of, loads of, loads of stories like that. Mm. So, a question about the three of you. How did you... Because obviously we're, gonna, we're building to the track. We're, like, this is like a build. If you know, <laughs> we're hyping it up, but slowly. So, how do you guys all start working together or meet, you know, in whatever form? Well, uh, <laughs> so, Nali and I, we met um, at a house party that we both didn't want to go to. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, we were both like I, th- I think we're just sort of like extrovert intro- introverts we yeah. we sort of uh, I'll just speak for myself but, <laughs> but no, we're the same <laughs> but it's yeah sometimes going out is sort of you know social anxiety can kick in and stuff but we ended up um, at this um, at this house party and we just hit it off and I feel like that was just the beginning like yeah. immediately I just locked her into like a deep part of my heart like it's I find that it's rare that you come across some, someone who is so genuine so mm-hmm. beautiful like on the inside more like I mean obviously she's a stunning girl but um <laughs> I'm telling you if you don't already know her like her heart is yeah a keeper yeah we were just yeah we that was it and we're really like similar in creativity as well we just we're both 
just really hard working people and we we fall on each other all the time like it's sometimes <laughs> we can get overwhelmed by it and mm-hmm. just be like I don't know how to cope and she's the she's the first person that I've sort of known in the creative industry who really just gets me and just goes yeah it's fine to fall apart mm-hmm. and I can just be my honest self um and Manon I absolutely Oh my God. I was like chasing him for about three years. <laughs> I really was like chasing Said him for about three years. Ever. <laughs> and I would message him like, hello, can we work together? He'd be like, yeah, um, I just got a little work. <laughs> Come on. I was always enthusiastic. He was, That's very, like, yeah. he was very enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um, but, as it, but yeah, like uh, I finally, I finally grasped him. And then as soon as we connected, we just made some great music. And I just love, I love working with Manon. We just connect, and as soon as we get in the studio together, we just have fun. Mm-hmm. I've not enjoyed making music as much before as, as I do with Manon. Um, we have really similar tastes as well, so, yeah. Definitely, yeah, no, I mean, we when we eventually finally got... Actually, she, she, she did threaten me to say, this is the last message I'm sending you. Are I we, hope you we hear are, it. We're working together on this day. <laughs> and I was like... Yes, yes, absolutely. I actually called her straight away and I was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm Is that because when you looked on WhatsApp location, she was outside? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It's bad. To do. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm terrible with getting back to people. So that that that's what it was, honestly. Uh, but when we did get into the studio, the awesome thing is that we've... It's one of these rare things where not only are we into the same music and it doesn't really feel like work, but it's also we somehow managed to end a session... In, and I mean a day session, not like a 17-hour session, <laughs> with a song, like with a full song, which doesn't actually, weirdly, doesn't happen that often. You know, you're often spending so much time uh, in sessions and you kind of scrape through about 14 ideas to yeah. get to one song. Mm-hmm. We always come out with a song, which has been fun. Mm. Yeah, and it's been, it's been cool. I've been a <laughs> yeah. fan anyway for a long time. So. Yeah, me too. My mom's <laughs> absolutely amazing. Thank you. Everyone's really hyped about it. Like we all love each other, but who are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here talking to us? This is my no, show. I do what I want. Uh, and talking of doing what I want, we're going to go into a track that's my choice. What a segue that was. Sorry. Did you expect that to come in? Uh, so now we're going to go into Venom by Little Sims, who June. is just. I don't even think she's reached her peak yet, and she's already like a level. Insane. Yeah, she's just, a superstar. Yeah. She's just an incredibly talented musician and incredible at. Like we're talking about the fact that you're all kind of like polymaths, you do loads of different things. Like yeah. I think Sims has got that thing as well, where she's like a fashion icon and she's mm. just one of the best lyricists, which I think is part of the reason I love Venom, apart from the hugeness of the actual production mm. of it, just how quick she is with her lyrics and her delivery. Yeah. But anyway, I'll shut up, play the song. <laughs> Life sucks and I never try suicide Mine's fucked even more than I realise Time's up, keep it moving when she arrives If you ever heard what I heard in my mind Never try, you would cry, that's a lie, you would die I don't want to ever come down from a high I am in the best seat From time and the next breed If it come and come at me directly Don't need no one to defend me Souls in a place even I can't get to Don't fuck with the edge of but won't look my way She's a bitch See I got more cheese Back on up while I roll up my sleeves She's a bitch You can't see me Joe Get on down while I shoot my flow She's a bitch When I do my thing Got the Place on fire, burn it down the flame. So, Manon, talk about that one. Oh, Missy Elliott, first of all, what a crazy, awesome, creative 
timeless like she's just everything man i just love mm. missy elliott um i first discovered missy elliott um around the time i discovered the song when i was um getting in, getting into timberland who we spoke about earlier uh and just their sound together was just bonkers the beat obviously was like nothing i'd ever heard before mm-hmm. as was like most of the album <laughs> that that she dropped um i think that was the the real world album in 99 and um and yeah it was just uh just the sonics of it grabbed me at first and then just the fact that she could like rap and sing and songwrite and produce i just i was just a massive fan but for me everything about that song and as a single as well cat just uh whilst we we're listening to it was just mentioning about the video the, the hype williams video if you guys don't remember it or haven't seen it it's like this it's all black and white and it just looks like it's from the future even mm-hmm. if you watch it today it still feels like it's from another time right like um that we haven't we haven't hit yet so i just love it i just love the futuristic vibe of the whole record man um and obviously i the, the the great story behind it was missy elliott was also at the house party that the, these girls were at and <laughs> wrote the song about the host so that uh, added twist to the whole thing <laughs> that poor girl was like I'm, I'm not inviting you again <laughs> just getting beat down for no reason one house party um so going from an old track to new tracks, what are you all listening to right now? Like beyond what you've put on this show, like new artists or just big stuff, little stuff, anything. Um, I haven't set out to do it yet, but I am about to listen to the Cleo Soul new album called mm-hmm. Mother. I love Cleo Soul. Um, she is brilliant, and to see her grow, like to see her grow into the artist that she is now, has been really beautiful. Because um, I actually first heard about her back in like. 2011 or something mm-hmm. so she's been going for a long time and there's something that i really love about her visuals as well the camera never stops mm-hmm. so there you know there's no other different scenes you don't switch between anything she's just there and she gives you everything in her visuals and i think that's really really powerful i don't see many artists doing that um so yeah her new music i've heard bits and bobs but i really want to sit down and just really listen to it because her lyrical content is absolutely phenomenal as well Mm. like she's brilliant and she speaks about she doesn't just speak about you know love and romance she does speak she touches on politics and she touches on real things that happen in the world and she she paints it really beautifully so yeah that's Mm. that's going to be a a really beautiful album i think you're redeeming yourself after your shit intro thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) you've got good taste in music yeah that's acceptable thank you um everybody else what well, to be? Do you know what? I'm actually really, really bad at listening to new music. Mm-hmm. I go way back quite often. Like just the other day, um, I was painting in a studio and I was listening to Radiohead OK Computer. And I've just been re-listening to that whole album. And it just it just gets me in a particular vibe. Mm-hmm. Or um, Alanis Morissette is another one that I've recently, um, yeah, uninvited that particular song. It just, I, I look for music that moves me in a particular way. So depending on what it is that I'm doing, whether it be, you know, working out and wanting to feel good or whether it's trying to get into a particular place to look for inspiration, um, I can literally go back years and years and years. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, I'm the same. I definitely have these nostalgic moments. But recently I've come across... Uh, couple of cool artists actually um there's a guy called corday i don't think he's very new he's a really really dope hip-hop artist a mm-hmm. rapper from from the states um and his album i came across a mixtape of his and his album's absolutely nuts i think he was on a recent remix also with like um eminem and jack harlow for, for an eminem song 
which was I was just like wait hold on what I thought I just discovered this guy and then I saw he had a crazy catalog of music so yeah he's really cool there's a girl who's just dropped her first single um called uh I think she I think her name is Jessie Murph mm-hmm. um she's this in, I don't even know how p- some people get voices like this. I bet you were like this when you were sixteen, uh, Nali. <laughs> She's sixteen years old, and her voice 16. and the song's called um, "Sobriety," mm-hmm. which is I just want, I'm interested already, right? Yeah. And then and then um, her voice, it's like, jeez, oh, you're not six, you can't be sixteen, surely? Wow. It's really irritating that she's that good. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's a, it's 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 like a pop it's a pop record, but it's um, but she just sounds great, you know. And so I'm super interested in. Uh, seeing what comes next from her as well so yeah across the board really mm. do you find that you listen to and this is a question to all of you like you try and stray away from what is your normal genre do you actively try and listen to other things or do you feel that it kind of you stay in your lane I don't think I have a normal genre I'm no. I'm similar to Nali like I've, I grew up with all sorts of different influences so I can literally listen to what is it 20 Fingers No Short Dick Man which is like a really <laughs> <laughs> like and it just gets me in a sort of like really funny giddy mood um but then i can listen to classical music it just it it just depends on on, on what the vibe is what the mood is what it is that i'm doing in that moment mm-hmm. um how it is that i want to feel you know i mean at home we just listen to colors on youtube and it goes round and round and we don't we don't pause it we don't skip it so we end up listening to music from germany mm-hmm. and spain and uh, Kay, my girlfriend, she's obsessed with this girl called Nathie Peluso. And every time it comes on, it's like this, this salsa energy. And that's why the, the answer to this question about like, what's your genre? Who knows? Like, <laughs> just music. Um, that's how I actually stumbled across a girl called Carla Pratcher recently, who is so cool. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's she's super young. She's just um, gone independent recently. And, like Her music's really cool. But I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have gone out of my way to find her genre of music. Um, but it's the, the visual with when you watch colors, you can like understand the artist really well just from those visuals. So, yeah, yeah I've been finding loads of cool artists recently. Yeah. Colors is a definite win for me. Like yeah. there's a track on here, which I loved the band was well, a duo or it was, unfortunately one of the guys died but then Victor Solf who was the guy left um did a version of it for colors and mm. I can listen to it over and over and mm, over again and there's so something good. about the simplicity of the setting but at the same time you still want to watch the video because Isn't they pour, like the people pour so much into yeah. the song yeah. even though they're doing nothing like there's a track by May the Muse who's this like German artist and just her voice is unreal and she barely moves, but at the same time, you're just like drawn into this single person in a room. Mm. It is a phenomenal setup, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, Colors is a Wicked Platform. Um, mm. I, I, that's how I came across Shay Lingo, actually. I was just sat there watching Colors one night, myself and my wife, Trisha, and um, uh, Georgia Smith was what was playing. And yeah. it was playing for 25 minutes because I kept rewinding it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she, she sort of switched it and it was and it was Shay on there. So yeah, Wicked Platform to Discover Music. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think I'm the same as uh, as the guys, really. I, I, I don't necessarily go out of my way, but I think um, there's so many ways to discover new new music and new talent nowadays. Often even just people featuring on stuff, like I was saying about Corday you listen to the thing that he's on with Eminem, but then mm-hmm. go and listen to his music and it's starkly different, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's been a, a trend as well. People just collab, like cross, cross-pollinating, cross you know, across different genres. So I think 
that's where we're at today. Don't think it's really genre specific anymore. Have mm. you heard of JPEG Mafia? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I never thought I would like that music. I'm obsessed. That's funny. The weirdest music. Yeah. I know. I, I love. I love JPEG Mafia. <laughs> I tell you what was a really interesting one for me was Sophie, and the amount of people that I found were actually in Sophie after they died. Like I, there's such like PC music for me was a thing that I really struggled to get into at the beginning because <laughs> I just found it like really uncomfortable to ever sit and listen to. Yeah. And then when you realise how incredibly intelligent it is, mm. and then like the outpouring of grief for Sophie when they died was yeah. unreal because you realise everyone has been so heavily influenced by that, mm. and yet it has no genre. Mm. Like it, yeah. it does have a genre, but it's its own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, next on the Shay Lingo show. it's uh one from nali let's talk about this i love this song as soon as it's i thought you were gonna sing then (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going for a mariah moment as soon as it starts like the production manon is a a fucking genius all right that's my first swear word (laughs) i've really been holding him back but no that needed it that needed it it's oh manon like you just did a whole madness with this track and um koji radical he he um he's on this track as well and he did a track called royalty recently with shay Mm -hmm. universe who's a friend of mine and Mm. cats she's an incredible artist as well so um yeah just their pairing on this on this track i have played it probably 50 times in this last month. <laughs> Definitely That's your worth coffee. about a pound. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations, man. <laughs> pound. Uh, well, here we go. Dark Days by Shay Lingo and Koji Radical. Dark days, dark days. Dark days, dark days. I need you to heal me. Hold me like my mother. She's been getting real lately. I just want to be that was one for me so that was Amalou with Not Always um, and now we could, that freaked me out you're just holding the phone no pictures um, oh, let me rewind to where I was going thanks for that. Uh, I was just about to hype up the track and everything and ruin it for me um, so the reason we're in the studio today is we're talking about something that's got to change yes so let's begin let us begin this journey now for the final hour, final 50 minutes. Okay. It's dedicated entirely to the song. Oh, great. And other music in between. Um, so let's talk about first about the writing and recording of the song, where it came from, you know, everything behind it. Um, it's such a tough one to speak about. Uh, so as I was growing up, you know, you go through life as a woman and things happen and you think, oh, this is normal. That's fine. You don't have to talk about it. It's just normal. Oh, it happened to my other friend as well. Oh, cool, that's fine. You know, anything that's negative, like negative impact from the way we're treated by some men, um, the way we can be taken advantage of by some men. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realised that as I was growing up, there wasn't 
anybody singing about that kind of thing um and that's that's where i that's where i'm a sponge like that's where i get a lot of my advice from through music because i'm i'm not the kind of person to ask for advice or ask for help with with my like friends or anything so i would always turn to music and not yeah not many people were writing or singing about these things and i think that if i had have had somebody to look up to in that way I would have felt more comfortable being open because mm-hmm. it wouldn't have felt such a taboo thing. For some reason, it feels taboo. It feels a bit like there's a stigma. Like, oh, don't talk about it because, you know, you just sound like you're being a bit vulnerable or negative. There's always like a, a negative connotation with it for some weird reason. So I never I never really wanted to open up. And it's not till I got a bit older that I'm just like, no, these things need to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. They need to be, like, young women, young people need to be reminded that this is not a normal way to behave and this is not a normal thing to have to accept, you know. I have friends who it goes from one extreme to the other. So, like, walking down the street and just being catcalled is, you know, one version of it. But then not being able to walk home safely because you mm-hmm. are sexually assaulted like it's there's like I don't think there's anyone in my circle or in my life who hasn't had some level of assault and that's scary that's really scary and the more I talk about it with people the more I'm realizing that people don't even realize that they have been assaulted because they have been taught that they're the way they're treated is normal yeah and I just want to highlight that you know, these these feelings that we keep trapped that we don't talk about because we're scared to talk about, like, you should. Mm-hmm. You should talk about it. And that's what needs to change. You know, even even just the small beginning of, of just letting go of these negative emotions can just make you excel further in life even. I, I don't even know how to explain that. Like me, I don't get anything off my chest, but now I have begun to. With my with my partner, actually, she's the pers- first person that I've spoken to about these things. I feel lighter. yeah, And that taught me to just be like, you know, this is something that I need to share. This is important to me. Um, and I do want to be a voice for young people. And I want to do it through music and visuals. I love that, love that. So who's going next? Who's next in the journey? Come on, the visuals. Well, what? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, uh, that was the cue, mate. Well, no, but you've got to think of- <laughs> You've got to think of the story. The song comes before the vision. Sure, no, no, no. I'll go Get back in your box. I'll go next. I'll go next. I'll go next. Well, no, um, don't wait to Kat. <laughs> I deserve that one. Yeah. No, Kat, how does the visuals come together? Um, well, Nali came to me and she said, I've got this song. It means, a, it means a lot to me. And I feel like you would be someone who would be able to bring the visuals to life. And she had one requirement it needs to represent every kind of woman mm-hmm. um and it just needs to be this uniting thing um with ev- yeah everyone needs to be represented um and so we just we we talk through ideas i remember just listening to the song and just bawling my eyes out um because every woman can relate i've had experiences of um rape sexual assault um uh sexual harassment uh to the point that some as nali was saying you know sometimes we even think that sexual sexual assault is just sexual harassment mm-hmm. because it's so normalized um and it, i just knew that i wanted to create something that did the song justice and that made made an impact the way that the song made an impact to me and you did it. <laughs> oh, my God. If you haven't seen it, just... I'm not even trying to do self-promotion here. Like, you just have to see what Kat created. Mm-hmm. She is 
exceptional. And she hasn't even said this herself, <laughs> but she shot it, she directed it, and she edited it, graded it all by herself. <laughs> and she's, she's incredible. Crazy. She is incredible. And, you know, she totally did the song justice and more. Everybody felt Thank included. You. And, yeah, you're brilliant. <laughs> Was it a long process putting it together? <laughs> Oh God! She made it even a long process early, for herself because she added a documentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it only, it only took a few months. No, I, oh my goodness! I mean, the, sh- the 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 shoot the amount of shoot days was just um, ridiculous. Just because um, we because we wanted to make sure that everyone's um, story was told. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. That, there were so many people that we knew we wanted to include, but not everyone could necessarily meet on the same day. So some people you meet individually. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know how many women and allies um, in the visual, but um, yeah, so there were so many shoot days trying to get everyone together. Um, we even did reshoots um, because there was one scene where we just felt like it can be even bigger and even mm-hmm. greater. Um, and there were also loads of hiccups that happened along the way, which was just really, really weird things that where it's you know when something happens and you don't know why but then you have to go and rework that thing or redo that thing and then you realize that's why because it just it it it, it's it's like it got better and better it Mm -hmm. really did and um you know whatever it is whatever higher power um you believe in you know there was definitely something at work um there was definitely something guiding us Mm. um and i i truly believe that i'll I'll put my hands up 100 percent it was an incredible process um, and also very draining, but in a good way because it's such a heavy subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a heavy subject. Yeah. Well, like, you know, when I actually, um, and I actually do think, to be honest, I do think that was the right order, just if I may say so, <laughs> because I think, like, Nali was actually already thinking so much about the visuals, and I know it was already in conversation with Kat um, long before I got involved. And I think um, the point at which I did get involved, you know, I, uh, the guys the guys that Nali wrote the song with, um, uh, uh, Nine Pockets, who, who, who did an amazing job on it, yeah. you know, they, they, um, they sort of, Nali and, and and themselves decided you know be cool to play the song to me and and sort of see what I thought at first and for me as soon as I heard it I just thought this is this can really be a massive massive uh opportunity to really raise awareness for all of this stuff but also um I think it's coming from a place from Nali given g- given her position her experiences the the power that she has to speak about these topics uh it's something that i just felt could could be even more elevated a lot like what cat was talking about with the visuals mm, mm. so um i sort of you know with their permission took took the opportunity to kind of think about how we could do that and for me you know it's i don't know how else to describe it other than you can't really imagine this stuff mm-hmm. as certainly as a as a man it's even more difficult to imagine but really anybody when somebody's ex- explaining these experiences and these situations to you you can't put yourself in their shoes the closest thing that i can get to it um in my mind was it's like watching a movie even hearing this is like watching a movie that it's that scene you sort of just turn away from or you know what i mean you're just mm. not comfortable watching mm. and so for me uh you know film scores and music really ca- is where that stuff is brought out mm-hmm. uh, visually so i kind of thought if i was to treat it like that what would i do and 
um, I, we got super lucky and there was some availability uh, with the with the Budapest uh, Philharmonic Orchestra who kindly agreed to play on it. Um, so I wrote, uh, you know, some of the some of the music uh, that that sort of complemented what was already there, mm. and really just just lifted the track. You know, just brought out a little bit more of of the essence of what was there. So. Yeah, thanks for letting me letting me oh jump on it. You're, yeah. you're brilliant. Do you know what was actually ridiculous on a brighter note? <laughs> I actually thought he meant somebody called Phil had uh, had played. <laughs> had played um, Phil's a really talented person. <laughs> but it was actually the Phil harmonic. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, who's Phil? <laughs> Thank him for me, would you? <laughs> you? You know you're on here as like an expert in your field. I had to say it just because I was I was thrown by my own stupidity. <laughs> it's a pretty dope. And I don't think I've heard of an artist name like that yet, though. I do think there's a name there for you yeah. know, MC Phil Harmonics. So I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's like Dave, isn't it? Dave's just the greatest name for an yeah. artist, Dave. Dave. Um, as Dave breaks in America. Um, so almost like I planned this track to be in the right place, Cat. All my girls like to fight. Yeah. Yeah, yes. they, they do. They really do. Um, and this is by an incredible artist called um, Hope Tala, who literally, there, there is no bad Hope Tala song. There, it just doesn't exist. Literally every single song of hers is just beautiful. Her voice is delicate and just warm and wonderful. So enjoy. All my girls like to fight by Hope Tala. Their hands clean of bark and bite So they can sleep deep at night ah. And my girls like to fight I wish I could one of yours yo oh he was not ready for that <laughs> no no I, I i was just i was just waiting for the lovely gnarly to put headphones on obviously yeah you know, I'm, i was there ready i saw that blame <laughs> shift um, <laughs> listen so so let me tell you the story about that um i weirdly i grew up listening to a lot of french rap music just because i just think i ran out well no i'll tell you why it's because i was listening to wu-tang clan mm -hmm. and then they did a collaboration with a group called cyan super crew mm -hmm. um and then i just listened to like loads of cyan super crew and and um uh, mc solaire who was on the missy elliott tune as well there was um there's a guy called gims who i'd never heard of until very recently who jumped on a track with uh, an artist that i'm working with and i decided to go check out his music thinking oh he's a cool new artist lo and behold he's got like 600 million streams or something on spotify i'm really sorry to any french people listening to this um he's uh he's got a documentary on netflix with where like sting is talking him up and saying all these amazing things about him songs with lil wayne sting. and all these people anyway um this song was one of the ones i came across uh where he's featured on uh on a on a track with another artist called i, I can i can't say it in french what can you say it for me what, his H name H Magnum it's not it's Ash Magnum <laughs> <laughs> or, or something like that right um, 
Uh, this is where Brexit happened, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, uh, no, but it's, um, yeah, H Magnum, let's call him that. Uh, it's uh, it's just a vibe, man. And this guy, Gims, if you, for me, it was more about Gims. If you haven't checked out his stuff uh, yet, go and listen to him. Just crazy, crazy. Reminds me of kind of like Akon, but also a rapper. And he's got a label called Black Star uh, Music, where it's just a great collective of musicians. It seems to be a running theme of you discovering undiscovered artists who are actually huge. Yeah, you can see I don't I don't listen to that much music really. But I think Have you ever um, heard of you too. <laughs> oh, that's the band that Apple pay? added to my uh, yeah. playlist. Yeah, unwanted stuff on my phone. I like the fact they're trying to break artists. Um, big so big, big tune. <laughs> um, so we touched on it in the last thing, but. We're going to talk about the documentary a little bit. Mm. So a bit of like self-flagellation in... What? Like beating yourself. Jesus! Say it again. Self-flagellation. Flag- sorry, I thought you said vagellation. I was confused. Ah, and that would be why, why songs like I'm yours have to exist. I'm so sorry. What's that then, Nali? Exactly, oh, wow. exactly. Anyway... <laughs> So we were like we, going for like an yeah. empowerment vibe. I know. Like, bring yeah, down that's the tone. Why I was oh god. So sorry about that. <laughs> you, you you got to a peak where you had good yeah, good taste in music and it's just like burying down real quick. <laughs> I'm like, I've gone back to the intro. <laughs> uh cat yeah we um we decided to uh to do a documentary um as well because it's it really is just such a big subject and as nali said earlier in the show like there's not a lot of artists that are even singing about this subject it's not it doesn't get talked about that much um so it it just made sense to actually when we meet up with all of these incredible women and allies to actually ask their perspective you know experiences that they've gone through um and what we feel needs to change because the song's called something's got to change so it's like you know like we need to keep the conversation going in some shape or form and mm-hmm. actually discuss what actually has to change what are the things that are really occupying people and I mean, it's it's the the process of of putting this together has been so emotional on so many levels. Um, and one of the, one of the crazy things is obviously going into planning something like this. You know, you're you're very aware of the issues at hand. And as I've sort of touched, and I've I've been through my own fair share of experiences. Um, but it wasn't until we were actually filming this and getting all of these answers from all of these people that I realised how much I've been gaslighting myself, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm just probably just, I'm just probably just being over the top. Mm-hmm. I'm just probably just being a bit paranoid or a bit too worried, or I was probably just a bit unlucky mm-hmm. in my experiences, etc. When actually, no, all of the things that I do to try and feel safe, all of the things that I do to try and navigate the this world so many other women are doing on a daily basis and it's it's actually scary like it actually revealed to me like wow this is this is actually more serious than i even anticipated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah same with um a girl who we've spoken speaking to as well she she was gaslighting herself throughout her whole interview it was mm-hmm. not an interview it was just a well, mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it but until she got to the end of it and then she realized I'm just giving the answers that I think I need to be giving. Mm-hmm. And mm. she offloaded her experiences for the first time. And um, we were there to listen. And uh, she messaged afterwards and she said, you know, this gave me the space to finally open up. And now I've gone and told my family and now I feel free. 
Mm. So it's like really been an incredible journey. And these these women, these people are, are just just a small amount of women who have all the same story. Mm-hmm. And this is all over the world. But, you know, even the 20, 22 women that we found, every single one has a story. And mm. that's 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 something to really worry about. Yeah. yeah. Like it got to the point where I stopped, like at first the, the interview questions were set out to be, um, if you've ever experienced sexual harassment, you know, would you mind sharing an example? If you've ever ex- experienced sexual assault, mm. um, is there, you know, is it, would you be happy sharing that? Mm-hmm. It just got to the point where I just started asking which example of sexual assault would you like to share with us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what was, your, nice. what was your earliest experience? That yeah. was another, another version of the question because it's just no point in saying, has it ever happened? Because everyone's answer is, well, yeah. Do you, do you yeah. know? In, do you know in the video? Um, at the end of the video, there's like um, there's some some telephone numbers and all that stuff. Um, obviously, this must have been like a bit of a process for for the people who appear in the in the in the documentary. Yeah. Um, do, who, you know, you you're obviously w- aware of some of those support groups and stuff. Like, is there anyone like w- whilst we're on the show? Like, is there anyone that you know people can reach out to and stuff that you think can can help? Because obviously, it, it's yeah. amazing that you guys gave them the opportunity to go kind of you know Mm. talk through that stuff in a safe space i think maybe it's something that others would benefit from absolutely um there's well we're also bringing when the documentary comes out we're also creating a forum Mm -hmm. where people can anonymously speak to each other and offload their experiences uh in a safe space where they don't feel like anybody can judge them anybody can um say anything about you know what they want to say and they can get it out online on a platform that other people can read and respond to in a safe environment and i'm going to be going through it and making sure that you know there's no there's nothing on there that's got any negativity or anything like i'm Mm. i i don't know how i don't know how far it can go it's just um i just feel like i have to start somewhere it's the least i can do to just build a platform for people but um Anissa, who is a woman who was uh, working with Kat, she found all of these um, resources and places to go. And there's amazing websites. Um, what were they? What were those? Web- What's the websites and numbers? Oh my goodness! There's Are you asking so the person with the worst memory in the world? <laughs> We'll, we should take a look. At, we'll take a look at it. Well, I'll tell you what. Break. We're going to go yeah. into the next track, and whilst yeah. we're in the next track, we can figure out where we're going with that one. Thank um, you. Yeah. And it's also your track, Kat, so you can like segue your way out of this one. So bleed in. Yes, this is uh, a track by uh, a friend of ours, um, El Yaya. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I connected with her on the basis of she equally went through an experience of, you know, being signed with a major label, not go- having the best experience and then coming out and deciding to be an independent artist. So she is one force to be reckoned with. And this is her song, Bleeding. Made my hometown violence, I can't sit in silence I'm pulling out my teeth While everybody runs free Sometimes I wish I was made of glass It would save my ass if only I could Five minutes.
If I had to choose one single cause to believe in, I would advocate to eradicate the stigma of being a human being. Because we are so afraid of natural feelings and equally petrified of healing that we get so stressed that we shout at perfect strangers, telling a woman to get fucked because you touched during rush hour on the tube. Like, that's beyond rude. Being willing to worsen the date of a person who was ironically very mindful of your space, but the tube was so bloody packed we had to embrace. You see, that woman was me, and I'm there wondering what happened to you? What pain did you go through? Who silenced you and left you with this trauma? But you'd rather fight every corner than face what's actually there? A voice that's been trying to make you aware you're in pain. And there's no projection on me that's going to make you feel sane, because you were angry long before you met me. So where did it start? At what point did you depart without speaking what was in your heart? But now there's no time for these questions because now it's your stop. And you waited 45 seconds before you got off to offload your shit when you had 20 whole minutes to say it. So all I had time to say before you completely ruined my day was, mate, I don't know what your problem may be, but don't take your shit out on me. Come on. (laughs) So Kat, talk about that. Oh man, we are just way too comfortable in projecting our shit onto just random strangers. We dehumanize each other on so many different levels. You know, I think, you know, the the way in which, uh, you know, misogyny can take place or racism or Islamophobia or whatever it might be, it it stems from dehumanizing someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way in which we are able to dehumanize someone is if we shut vulnerability off for ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to feel the feelings, the very natural, normal feelings that we are feeling, because every single one of us has something within us where there's a little bit of pain. It might be a little bit bigger, might be a little bit smaller, and it might be utterly overwhelming. But if we don't if we don't feel comfortable to actually address the feelings that we feel, you know, it builds up and it becomes too much. And then we're no longer able to take responsibility about how we feel. And then we project it. And then we just, we, we become abusers in some shape or form. And that's got to stop. And the way that it stops is if we learn to kind of heal ourselves and give ourselves that space that we need to just be human. Amen. I feel like that was as powerful as the spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> you are Jesus. just so special. That was amazing. Um, I don't really know how to follow that. <laughs> Manon, talk about the next song then. <laughs> no, you know what though, just on what Kat was like saying there, I think um, I've not, that's the first time I've, I've heard heard you do uh, any kind of spoken word and I, I, I see that you left that out of your intro as well. So <laughs> I might need to work on the spoken word album. But um, <laughs> But uh, I know this is the Shay Linko show, so weirdly it did remind me of um, Shay was asked to do a TED talk. This is around the time I met him a couple of years ago, and he did a TED talk that I think down in uh, Clapham, and uh, it's on YouTube. You, got, you guys can go and check it out. And I thought when I when I when I switched it on, I thought he was going to talk about making music or you know something. And it's it's interesting. He actually didn't prepare, and he kind of just sort of started to talk about his experiences and whatever. And I think he ended up with an experience. Uh, talking about an experience on the train where it was just he was sat next to somebody who was admiring his trainers um he's definitely part of the fly trainers club like like uh, <laughs> and k uh, and um and he got to, into a conversation with this guy and not that it matters but you know it was somebody who wasn't from the same background as him and they just started having a conversation and he just felt like the guy was trying or just maybe felt in himself because of the because of the you know the way that we're we're all built into society that he just needed to talk about things that he thought 
Shay was associated with, like, mm. you know, black culture. And, um, you know, I'm really into X, Y, and Z hip-hop artists, or I'm really into whatever clothing or wh- whatever it might be. And me and my friends are, are really into X, Y, and Z thing, you know. And, and Shay just talks uh, in this TED Talk about the fact that even that, even though it doesn't feel, I'm sure the guy meant well and, you know, wasn't trying to abuse him in any which way, but it just, the fact that we have to kind of just deal with these these kind of i guess threads in society that have somehow worked their way into our vocabulary that then you know to make make somebody feel a way mm-hmm. that you don't know they're feeling and i think mm-hmm. that's something we just all need to become a bit more conscious of and yeah. um mm-hmm. you know i think that goes whether it's a uh, verbal or physical or or or, or any other, other stuff that cat i think was alluding to in that in in that piece so yeah man definitely go check that out and uh watch out for the cat couture Spoken word album produced, <laughs> executively produced by Man, Man. and Dave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Annual track. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so the track, um, I think it's Sophia, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I've recently started working with this artist, Sophia Amato. She's honestly just, re- you'll hear the song. It's ridiculous. As soon as I heard this song, I was like, I have to make music with you. Um, she signed to um, uh, Jin Jin's uh, label, Jin Jin's an amazing songwriter with uh, Universal Music. And this song is called um, Seven Sad Sins. Seven Seven Sad Sins, yes. You are not selling this. <laughs> Sorry, it is Sophia. called Seven Sad Sins. Amazing song. Here we go. Yeah, so that was Michael Jackson, Who Is It? Oh my gosh, The Dangerous Album. Incredible favourite album of Michael Jackson. Oh, ever. Yeah, why not? Ever. (laughs) Favourite album ever. (laughs) By the way, that's now your favourite album ever. Yeah, (laughs) 100%. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So here we are at close of the show. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you for Thank having you. us. For various reasons. Some of you are better guests than others. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's all good. Um, so we're obviously going to end the show with the track that we've been talking about, which is Something's Got to Change. Um, but before we do that, quick 30 seconds from each of you, just to say who you are and what's going on. Yeah, um, uh, so I'm, I'm Manon. Uh, you can find me at Manon Dave. Should have said that at the beginning, like Cat. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, a songwriter, producer, um, and technologist. Um, I had the privilege of working uh, on something that's got to change with, with Gnarly. Check me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's me again. Uh, I'm Gnarly. Um, I do equal parts music and painting, and I try and merge the two. Um, my single Something's Got Change is out now everywhere um, please go check it out it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and I am Kat Couture and that's literally my um, handle as well I am Kat Couture um, I'm a uh, multidisciplinary artist I guess I work with different mediums um, and yeah 
directed the wonderful music video to uh, why am I bigging myself up? The wonderful music <laughs> it was video. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the incredible um, single Something's Gotta Change. Thank you all again. This is Saint Remain signing out for the month, uh, and this is Saint's Gotta Change by Nali. I've been lying to myself like I don't need no one else, but we all do.